Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's the BQW Podcast, presented by BQ's World. Here's where we talk about consumer technology, everyday life struggles, pop culture, latest news stories, and whatever else that goes on inside of BQ's brain. All right, Geekazoids, it's going down right now. Here's your host, Big Q. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's happening, everybody? What's going on? What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Big Q. This is the BQW podcast. Big Q's World Podcast. Man, it's been a minute. I miss talking to you guys. I miss talking to you guys. I miss the dialogue, and I miss hanging out, talking about the realness. I miss it. And, uh... So I, I was sitting around and we were doing doing very well with the Smart Guys Tech Podcast. Me and my homeboy Keon X at Chaos on Twitter. If you want to check him out, uh, we've been doing some really really cool stuff uh, on um, the uh, Smart Guys Tech Podcast and uh, really good success. So I was like, you know, what better time uh, to bring back the um, the BQW, right? I think it's what the game been missing, right? We, we missing the, that's what the game been missing. And, um, I'm glad, I'm just glad to be back. So, uh, really cool stuff. I, I, I you know, it, I, like, the, this is the first episode back and I'm, and I've got so much stuff that I want to talk about. I want to kind of keep everything condensed in the time frame that has been allowed to us tonight. Um, so, uh, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. Some interesting stuff. Uh, you know how we do. This is the BQW, right? It's grown. This is the, this is the grown folks podcast, right? So we'll talk about some stuff. Uh, also, we gotta keep it groovy. We, we keep it groovy on the BQW and we gotta talk about some music. Some big stuff went down new in the world of music recently. Uh, we had the induction of legendary LL Cool J and Jay-Z into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I got some thoughts about that I want to share with you guys. We'll talk about that. Um, that's cool. Also, one of the most anticipated albums of the pandemic era, <laughs> right, of the pandemic era was released last week. Uh, evening with Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Peck's foray uh, into some really nice, awesome uh, stuff. Uh, I can't wait to can't wait to break that down and get into that with you guys. I cannot wait. Um, and also dug up a, a article. From, I think it's from the Yahoo Music, uh, and they had an interesting take on what they thought about the album. And I kind of want to I want to share that with you guys because I think um, for the most part the album's been been re- received well, and everybody is going nuts. I've been had the album on repeat uh, since it came out. But they had an interesting take, and it was pretty cool. Um, and that kind of thing. <clears throat> so before we get started, man, again, I want to, I want to, I want to say, uh, thank you for everybody who's been rocking with me for this long and still kind of checking for, uh, the, uh, most of the content and stuff that I do. I definitely appreciate, uh, everybody hanging out there with me <clears throat> and everybody who's just not joining up. You've seen us for the first time or whatever. Uh, make sure you click. If you're sitting on the YouTube or whatever, click and like and share it with somebody if you're digging it, if you kind of dig this type of, uh, dialogue and conversation, uh, share it with somebody, uh, subscribe to the channel, send it on Facebook, go ahead and like it, share it with your people, that good stuff. If you listen to me on audio format, podcast format, iTunes, um, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, uh, all those places, uh, if you listen to me there, uh, make sure you, you know, you, you, you rate and, um, and subscribe so you get the, uh, the podcast bi-weekly. We're going to be doing it bi-weekly. So it'll be uh, every other week thing. Um, I'm thinking bi-weekly right now, 
Well, we'll see uh, what happens as we get into the new year. So things may change. Um, some time may open up. Um, freer for me to do it. Uh, some, you know, more the, the podcast more frequently. Uh, things like that. So, but right now, I'm th- the plan is the plan is to keep it uh, biweekly. So that's that's what the plan is, right? Unless unless you guys tell me something different. If you if you guys tell them saying something different, y'all hit me up on the Twitter, you know, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook at Big Q's World. You know, let me know. Uh, let me know if you guys want to want to do it. <clears throat> a little bit differently or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so that was the intro. That's what everything that I've been kind of getting, thinking about over the last couple of months, been getting myself into trying to survive this pandemic and, you know, trying to hang on. It's been, it's been wild. Like, it, it, it was so much pandemic stuff that I wanted to kind of stuff into this podcast. I decided I'm going to take the first one back and have me a little bit of fun and not really dwell on a lot of that craziness that, that, you know, that we're dealing with with the pandemic. But, you know, as far as, as uh, on the home front, everything is, is all as well. Me and my family have been successfully uh, skirting and dodging the, the, the COVID monster. Uh, knock on wood, we've been doing pretty good when it comes to that. Uh, so no, nothing crazy is happening with that. We're doing pretty good. Uh, work has been great. Um, and having a lot of fun at work, doing a lot of fulfilling stuff there. Uh, good music, good, good fun, good content making. It's been great. Um, but now I get to talk to you guys. So as we get into like, I got some trending stuff I want to kind of get into first before we get into the mean potatoes, a couple of different things I want to talk about. Um, I don't even know if this is even worth talking about, but I just happened to see it in the headlines that, you know, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the NBA. Uh, like I used to be back in, like, like when I was in my teenage years, I was, I was huge on the NBA and I was all, of, all about that life. But then as I got older, the game kind of I kind of lost touch with it, but one of the things that I just remember being uh, a constant for a very long time was uh, the 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 arena that the Lakers and the Clippers played in, which is Staples Center, and it's also synonymous with like uh, like a wrestling. Everybody who knows me, I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, a lot of the big events that have been held over the years were held at Staples Center, right? Um, most you know thing that popped into my mind off the off the gate was uh, every summer uh, the WWE hold the SummerSlam. Uh, pay-per-view, uh, big, big, the big summertime uh, show at, uh, at Staples Center and everything. So Staples Center has been known synonymous with the, with the Lakers and with the, with the Clippers and with the WWE with SummerSlam. <coughs> SummerSlam. And uh, now they, ch- they get a new name coming December next month. Uh, this, this company, Crypto.com, is going to pay $700 million over 20 years to rename the building Crypto.com Arena. I'm going to let that sink in with you guys. You're going from Staples Center, legendary, you know, all kind of things kind of come to mind when you think of Staples, right? <laughs> you know? And now it's going to be Crypto.com Arena. Um, you know, the first, like, like, like I said, this is something I normally wouldn't, wouldn't talk about, but it's just, it's just the, the fact that that is a, such a, uh, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's, it's almost like renaming Madison Square Garden to some weird stuff, like you know, like this. But I guess money talk, right? But I don't know. According to the the article here, it says uh, the the downtown Los Angeles home of the NBA Lakers and Clippers, the NHL's Kings, <coughs> and the WNBA Sparks, which changed its name after 22 years of operation. Uh, arena owner AEG announced Tuesday night. Uh, a person with the knowledge of the details tells the Associated Press that Crypto.com is paying 700 million dollars over 20 years to rename the building. This person also spoke on condition of anonymity because the parties weren't publicly announcing the terms of what's believed to be the richest naming rights deal in sports history. Uh, I, you know, I, over the last couple of years, we've seen some arenas change name. Um, I know the stadium down in Miami, the football stadium down in Miami, got changed a few times uh, to World Camping Arena, to Land Shark, to. A couple of different things, and I think uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, what used to be City, uh, I can't remember what it used to be, a City Bank. So I don't know, remember, but it just got changed. <clears throat> and then here in Charlotte, I know a few years back, well, it was going to change anyway because it was it was the basketball team was playing in the Time Warner uh, Cable Arena, and it got changed to Spectrum Arena only because the company name got changed. But we've seen a couple of different things happen. Um, so, you know, to finish this up, it says the 20,000 seat arena has been 
the Staples Center since it opened in October of 1999 <coughs> with the naming rights owned by the American Office Supplies Retail Company under a 20-year agreement. The name will change when the Lakers host the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA's annual Christmas Showcase. So mid-season, uh, <coughs> uh, was that mid-season or was it the beginning of the season? That's, <coughs> that's the beginning of the season for NBA, I think. But yeah, man. Um, and one of the things I always thought was weird about that whole thing with, with Staples is that it was named after the, the 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 office store, which you know I don't know. I, I always thought they would just didn't wasn't, wasn't big enough to 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 be the the name that's on the on the top in the size of of the Lakers and Clippers uh, building. But you know, apparently I uh, was a little bit wrong about that, right? But anyway, you guys hit me up on the social media. Let me know what y'all think about that story. Uh, Staples um, Center is now going to be called. Crypto.com Arena. It just sounds so weird. Like, you just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's going to take some, when, just like everything else, it just takes some, uh, takes some getting used to, right? So, you know, I mentioned in the, in the open that, uh, you know, this is the BQW. This is a, uh, this is, this is the grown folks podcast. And, uh, sometimes, you know, some of the things we talk about on here could be, I don't know, but this is, this is a story that caught my eye. And I thought it was interesting enough to talk about because, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I like talking about relationship stuff, even though I've been in the same relationship for the longest time. And, you know, I'm hoping that everything stay that way. <laughs> but if, if something happened one day where, you know, I got to start from scratch or whatever, I, you know, I always thought about like, like platonic relationships and stuff. So this story is from BuzzFeed. It says uh, platonic relationships are on the rise. So here are some friends who have chosen to live the rest of their lives together. So, like, these are just two platonic friends who became, like, life partners, but it's not like, you know, a girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, you know, boo-boo thing. It's it's just two friends that just chose to, like, you know, we're just going to do it like that. And I don't know, just just the thought of it right now, you know, there's the the whole... (laughs) You know, we got to get this out in the open right now. <clears throat> There's the old thing about how a uh, a man and a woman couldn't possibly pull off something like this, right? Um, and I don't know. I don't know. So that's that's why I ask. That's why, you know, I like, I like having an open platform and dialogue where I can talk about stuff like this because I don't know. Um, I, I can tell you. You know, me myself, I've been, I have a few female friends, you know, in, in my life, but, you know, living with, with a female, I ain't never did that before, right? That's, a, that's something that's a little bit weird. Now, most of the time, you know, you get the whole, uh, chemical balance thing between men and women that no matter how hard they try to stay friends or whatever, it, it, it you know, it always turns to something else. But, uh, according to, to this article here, man, it's like, there are people who who can do this, and they and and they've been doing it. And it's something that somebody's that people have been doing, uh, I guess, since uh, since uh, a couple of years before pandemic, right? And pandemic kind of pretty much uh, then slowed a lot of things down, including um, you know people going out dating and, and meeting new people and and stuff like that. And I guess for the most part, it make a, a whole lot of sense. Like you get most of the uh, the emotional satisfaction that you would we would get look for from a mate, but it'd just be from your your friend. It just the the other part, the romantic sexual stuff, they get a little crazy, right? I, you know, it's it's a, it's a weird thing to think about. Um, but I'm looking at the story, right, and it says uh, that it's a story between these two women. The first, the, the first couple is April Lee and Renee Wong. They met when they were preteens, uh, t- twelve and thirteen years old. Uh, remained constant fixture in each other's lives for the past eleven years. So now. They 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 living together and they actually kind of just kind of like uh, living life together. It says <clears throat> the largest distance that they've endured came when April moved from Singapore to L.A. Both women uh, built their own lives, li- uh, left in separate friend groups, and developed apart while keeping in touch with each other. Then there was COVID, and they quickly learned that their previous proximity was a privilege. Uh, you know, because everybody took that for granted at that time. April and Renee spent every night on FaceTime. Sometimes they spoke. Sometimes they they uh, they watched each other work in silence, just enjoying each other's company. Now, five years after April came to America, the two women have successfully secured a job and non-immigrant visa for Renee, so they never had to be separated again. Um, so I, I don't know for, for 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 two women or maybe two men. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible, 
right? <clears throat> I think uh, because, you know, there's less of that weirdness happening when it's like, you know, two people of the same sex, right? Uh, don't think it's, I don't think, because... I think you can you can maintain that for a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, me personally, um, I don't think I would ever have a, you know, no 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 romantic feelings for like my homie if you know if me and like my homie like stayed together, or whatever you know. But but then you go then you look at it where it is a man and a woman, right? Um, so people who uh, maybe they went through some bad stuff, let's say uh, a bad breakup, or I mean, maybe they lost somebody because you know the, somebody died. Or, or, or something like you know, just just some, some traumatic stuff that caused a person to like lose whoever they they were with, and they kind of you know they got a homie or a friend or somebody who just was there the whole time, uh, and um, and it just and it just always been that way. Uh, I don't know. I it, like I said in the beginning, I can see how it could work, and it's usually better, you know, at least for you know in my mind, it's better. Like I think it's easier for me to be friends. With women, when I know that you know that I got, I got a I got a wife, I'm that that kind of keeps everything kind of on the up and up. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like if you ain't if you if you single, I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you know, so I don't I don't I don't know about that. That it gets a little sticky. You, you know what I mean? Like um, because then you know maybe some people get clingy about who's spending time where and how they and how they're doing it. Or uh, who they with? Maybe they don't. You know, maybe they use some jealousy come to, come to play. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. It's like I said for for I, I think for a man and a woman to to develop a relationship like that. Like I said, as long as they have you know people in their lives that they you know, I think it's easier. I, I just feel like it's you know it's easier because you know it's always going to be uh, that you got to be thinking about right because then you know then it becomes something else. <laughs> You really have to uh, to think about. It. I know it's probably a lot of work. You know, what I mean, it's probably a whole a whole lot of work. I um, you know, I remember having conversations with the with the wife one time. And we talked about this, and I and I think you know, if we're if 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 something were to happen where you know we didn't we weren't together no more, I, I, I couldn't see myself getting into like a another like real relationship. I could see you know doing something along these lines. You know. Because, you know, you, nobody wants to kind of, you know, especially when you've been, you know, in a long, you know, re- relationship. So you can, like, raise kids together and, st- you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's crazy, right? You, you definitely don't want to, because nothing can ever, you know, properly kind of, like, replace that. Like, you know, so it, it'd be one of them things where you have to be like, I, I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I know me personally, I would be a little bit nervous about, you know, going that far with somebody else again, too. So, you know, I would probably try to keep it light, try to keep it friendly, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that's probably what, you know, what I would probably think about doing. So, you know, I'm looking at some of these uh, at these responses to the story. So they said, many commenters on April's video expressed their own interest in pursuing a platonic, lifelong relationship, and some shared that they grew up or were raising children in similar environments. So one person said, my mind is blown right now. It just never occurred to me that this was an option. I love it and I want it. So there's one person saying this, right? Another person was like, uh, I love this. I was raised by my mom and her best friend. Uh, they love each other in a platonic way and do everything together. You know? So, I mean, apparently this has been going on for for, for, for a while now. Um, I'm Now I'm looking at some of the Twitter responses. Uh, so this person at TamK12 says, Yes, my best friend and I moved away from our hometown and got our own apartment together. She helps me raise my two kids, and we legit do every single thing together except work at the same place. <clears throat> I have no romantic feelings toward her, but I know she's my literal soulmate. Now, I know some some women, right, in my life. In real life, I know some people like this. And, you know, I've been checking them out for a while, and... And again, like I said, most of the time, it's uh, it seems like it's only it seems like it's really that's what it really is. It's like two two friends, and they you know at one <coughs> at one point they were living together, and and so on and so forth. They helped each other do a whole bunch of different things, and I watched that and I, and I saw it, and it was, it was a beautiful thing. But I do remember at one point it was some weirdness going on there. You know what I mean? Like you know, into the into the outside people, we looking at it like, okay, what what is that? You know what I mean? But to them, you know, 
maybe you know maybe they they knew what they were doing. They had their own their own little situation going on. But <clears throat> like I said, I don't know. And then even in that situation, it was a little bit weird because now you're talking about not regular, like not two you know regular women. It's like that situation was a little bit different. So it was almost like the same as having a man and a woman in that in that particular situation. So I could see how things could because sometimes you know get a little blurred. But but like I said, I've I've seen it. And like I said, for the most part, as far as I'm aware, you know, like I don't see everything. I'm saying I'm just I'm just one of the homies, so I don't you know I'm not privy to every single thing. But but as far as I know, um, you know, everything's still cool. Even now, after you know all these years later, uh, it, it seemed like everything is still is still cool. Uh, and they even though they you know they 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 shared this thing together for a little while, and then of course they they end up going their, their separate ways after they helped each other kind of you know build each other up and, and all of that. Um, you know, they both doing well and you know, but so I, again, is it possible? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's very uncommon and it's, uh, and like I said, I, I think it's, uh, I think people got to be very aware, uh, of, of, and I don't think there's gotta be a lot of honesty there too, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, everything gotta be kind of like on the table because you don't never want to be thinking like, oh man, maybe. Maybe she thinking this, or, or or maybe she maybe she thinking that, uh, or whatever the case may be. So you know, it's a uh, it's, it's it's a it's a very very strange and weird little little situation right there. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see like uh, you know how people like. I would definitely love to hear from you guys and and what y'all think about stuff like this because relationships are getting weird. You got that whole Will and Jada situation and. You know, and then there was the Oprah Stedman stuff, and it was people doing crazy stuff to to be happy. And I mean, and all the time it ain't it ain't traditional, but a lot of times for, to the tra- to the traditional eye, it it, it, it looked a little crazy. You, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think it it is it is what it is. But uh, I think uh, I'm, I think I want to get a little bit more into this. But I definitely want to uh, take a break for. You know, so we pay some of the bills around here. Definitely want to pause for the calls real quick. After the break, we're going to come back to this and we're going to see uh, what else was was involved in the story here. Sunday's Best is brought to you in part by Sweetwater Music and Pro Audio. Since 1979, Sweetwater has been home for all music lovers, DJs, broadcast, podcasters, and live streamers. The collection includes an impressive selection of guitars, microphones, DJ equipment, keyboards, drums and percussion, pro mixers, channel strips, accessories, and more from popular brands. You can save on names like Yamaha, Behringer, Rode, Audio, Sure, Sennheiser, and Slate Digital. On top of all the amazing products offered at Sweetwater, you can go online and read the news and research from artists and experts in the industry. Sweetwater prides themselves on providing top-notch customer service. So if you ever have a question, you can count on our music experts at Sweetwater to resolve your issue. When you shop, just remember to use one of our Sweetwater coupons that I've included in the show notes. Remember, Sweetwater is pro audio. And welcome back. Welcome back to the BQW. Big Q's World Podcast. I'm your boy, Big Q. You're still rocking with us. I'm glad you're with us, man. We was talking about uh, crazy uh, stuff when it comes to people trying to get into these platonic style relationships and be and be serious about it. like like I'm talking about like building like uh, almost like a family style situation, romance, no none of the sexual stuff, no intimacy, none of that, straight platonic stuff. Uh, I've, been, I've been reading the story, and I'm telling you, I've been blown away by a lot of the stuff that I've been reading, and the, you know about these people who are doing this. Um, it is crazy to me. Like I said, you know, people are just wanting to be uh, happy. So sometimes, you know, relationships are hard. They always been weird and that kind of thing. So, you know, to get a better, you know, understanding, people usually just do what uh, what usually just kind of makes them uh, the happiest, right? So as we get back into this, right? We get back into it. Uh, it says like uh, to get a better understanding of the dynamics and differences of a romantic and platonic relationships. We spoke with marriage and family therapist Mo Andrew Johnson, who specializes in sex and relationships, and she says that she defined platonic relationships as quote unquote 
a relationship between friends, and while these relationships can be loving, they are not physically intimate. They, however, may exhibit other forms of intimacy and create a bond just as strong. A platonic relationship may consist of one or all of these forms of intimacy, uh, including emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, creative, experiential, experiential, and spiritual. You know, um, look, so look, at the end of the day, that's what it is, right? It's two people. They're cool. Uh, they kind of catch a vibe, and it's it's fly. Um, ain't no reason to really push it one way or another. You know, everybody chilling, right? And, uh, and you know, and you just start to build, and next thing you know is, you know, you, you guys living in the, the same crib, and you're, you're raising, you know, kids and stuff together. Um, it's just very, it's just like, I, I just think about, like, some of the drama that could come along with that. And I know. I know, uh, I, I don't like to be that guy, but you know what I'm saying? But I just can't help but to think of it, right? Um, so like what happens, uh, when, you know, when, when, when the people involved get into to relationships, right? Um, what happens there? Does, does that cause a, a rift one way or, or another? Uh, and that kind of thing. How do you explain the stuff to the, to the, like, you, you know, you, like, let's say you and one of the people that are, are in the situation where there are kids involved. Uh, as the kids get older, uh, how do you really explain like the situation or, or whatever, right? Like, like why is mom like you know hanging out with old boy and you know who is this lady that you be chilling with all? You know what I mean? Like a lot of times it's it's, it's just I don't know. It's very complex and very complicated. Now people who are who are going through this stuff, I get them all the props in the world if they're making it work. You know what I'm saying? Like and like I said, it, like to me, it, it definitely seemed like something. Um, that I would definitely be kind of like, you know, having my, like if, 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 if where things were, like if I, like I said, if, if something would have happened between me and mine and, cause I, I just know doing the whole, that whole situation over again, it just ain't happening. It was just like, you know, cause you know, when you went, especially like I've been married for a long, like 12 years. So it's been, it's been a long time. And there is no way, I just, I just don't feel like putting in that much work. I, nobody's going to do that again, right? It's like, and I mean, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to come like a, as a natural thing. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. You know, especially like, you know, when you've know, been through a whole bunch of different stuff. And like I said, you know, raised kids together, you know, did all this stuff. And then, it, you know, then something happens. And then, you know, you back at square one, uh, you got you got a friend, you know, because she kind of understand what's going on with you, you know. And, and I know for me, I wouldn't even be trying to push it. I know I would definitely be trying to, trying to keep my distance and, and not really want to uh, want to take it across that line, but I can see myself kind of hanging out with somebody and just chilling, and you know, and that you know, being my you know my my my, my homie, you know what I mean? Because you know, because I can think of like going to functions and stuff. You know, you always got somebody to, to go with and stuff like that. I mean, and that stuff is cool. And even of course, then you got to worry about what people are saying. I mean, I I don't really worry about that kind of stuff, uh, but people will be saying stuff. That that is going to be one of the things that that definitely happened. Um, and you know, and just like any other kind of non-traditional relationship, uh, you're gonna have to deal with the public, and that's another yes, another hurdle that these people are going to have to deal with. Again, this is one of those situations where I would love to hear uh, what you guys think. Uh, feel free, like I said, if you're seeing the, the video on like YouTube, Facebook, or whatever, leave your comments. Let me know how y'all feel about this because it's a pretty cool, pretty cool little you know topic to talk about and that kind of thing. And um, and of course, if you guys listen to it on the on the audios on the podcast, hit me up on the Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram at Big Q's World. You know what I'm saying? We can talk a little bit more about it, right? Um, so uh, now, I, you know, and so I know this, this is the part of the show that I really wanted to get into because I was so excited for the, <laughs> for the music stuff that just happened. Like, you know, the whole, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. I always felt... A little bit weird about um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, and them and them inducting like like rappers and and R and B people and stuff. It's just, it's always been something a little bit strange about it to me because uh, it almost seemed like it's almost like they they never really wanted wanted us there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like because they call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? It's it's, it's for their people, right? You know, so why should they honor? You know our our art and our you know and our artists when it's actually their uh, Hall of Fame. Now, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as it as it stands, 
is the highest honor a musician or somebody in the music industry uh, can get being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, you, that's like the ultimate accomplishment, right? Uh, it don't get no better, no bigger or better than that. And that we're talking about uh, LL Cool J uh, and Jay Z both being inducted in the same class. You know what I mean? Which, which is pretty dope in and of itself. Now, um, before we before I break it down, because I, I feel I got a bunch of weird feelings about it, right? Like I always feel when when rappers and stuff get inducted into the Hall of Fame, I always have the same kind of feeling like um, who who is the ones uh, with the ballots and the votes, right? You know, and, uh, and, and, and uh, is this honor an honor really to be like held as, as, uh, as distinguished as they're making it out to be is, you know, cause these people don't even really, this, like this whole thing was started for a genre of music that had nothing to do with us. You know what I mean? So like, so that's why I always look at it that way. Right. But then of course I'm not a musician. I'm not in that, in that, uh, you know, I'm not in that, in that realm. So, you know, for me, um, cause you know, I always had that little, you know, I always had that ink out, that thing I wanted to be a musician all my life. Just something I always wanted to do. And for me, the end game was to win a Grammy. To me, that was the biggest and the baddest honor that you could receive in the music industry. That's what I thought. <clears throat> but then, you know, I, I saw people start getting uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, like, there's, there's, you know, uh, Easy E is in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, uh, uh, a couple other rappers from back in the day, Houdini, uh, Grandmaster Flash. These guys are all in in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so now we got, uh, I think the NWA was went in last year, maybe the year before last. Uh, NWA went in, Dr. Drake's, uh, uh, Ice Cube, Ren, Yella, uh, and, and, uh, Eazy E. They got, they got inducted into the, into the Hall of Fame. And it's just like, I'm sitting there watching these people talk about it and I'm like, wow, this is, uh, do they even really know what's going on? You know, then I'm listening to the inductee, uh, you know, have make their speech and they're telling their story. And it's like, out of all the white people that are in that audience, right? <laughs> it's like three. They get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the rest of them are just sitting there nodding their head. Like, they want to, they don't want to seem like the ones who are out of touch and don't know what's going on, right? You know, but they just there for the Leonard Skinner induction. They're not there for, you know, Jay-Z. Like, who, who, they don't even know who Jay-Z is, you know? <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, but every time I see it, it it's, it's always weird to me. It's a very strange thing. Like, and then, then I listen to it, uh, what a lot of the inductees like say, and they're like, it's, it's such an honor. It's, it's this, is that. It's the highest honor and, and all of that. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like, and I maybe we, cause we just don't have anything that prestigious, you know, <laughs> to honor our people with. You know, you got like the BT Awards, Soul Train Music Awards. Uh, you know, that's pretty much it, right? As far as the black awards are, are concerned. And then I guess those awards are not held in the same, you know, the same uh, class as like something like the American Music Award or uh, a Billboard Award or a uh, induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't, I just, to me, I, basically, when, I, when it comes down to it, I feel like I feel like that that, that they that they they put a little bit more on the honor than I think is that I think is worth. You know what I mean? But but again, like I said, that's not my accomplishment. That's not something that. That I worked all my life to do, you know what I mean. I just, you know, because it, it's different for me. I, I don't know. I felt like if I ever was a rapper or a producer or whatever in in our genre in urban music or whatever, um, to get recognized by uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or people like Rolling Stones magazine and things like that, it, that seemed it always seemed to a little bit like like they kind of catering and a, and it's a little bit of a reach, you know, like, they, like, do they really care? Do they really know what's going on? I, you know what I mean? I, you know, so like, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's the vibe I get. And it's, uh, and like I said, every time I see it, that's what I be thinking about. But, you know, this year we got, uh, Dr. Dre, which is very strange. Dr. Dre was inducted to LL Cool J. Um, that seemed like a very odd parent. I didn't know. I'm listening to the LL tell the story, but again, of course, him and Drake apparently they crossed paths a few times. There's not, there's no, 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 no work that I can think of that pops in <coughs> into my head immediately of a of a Drake LL collabo. I just, I would have to dig for that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 
But there it is. Dre was was uh, was uh, inducting um, LL, and uh, so that was a big deal. You got Dr. Dre inducting LL to the to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, it's a big moment, you know what I mean? Uh, he put on a, on a, on, a, on a fantastic show. I feel like uh, more of the people in that audience uh, were able to recognize LL Cool J. Uh, maybe not as the I, mean, I bet <coughs> I bet some of them were surprised to find out that he was actually a rapper right? versus him being an actor on TV. You know what I mean? But but I'm pretty sure he had more instant recognition than somebody like Jay-Z. But then again, um, like, like Jay-Z ain't the most visible person. But then, of course, you know, he run around with the likes of uh, Beyonce. And, 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 you know, whenever you you be linked to somebody like Beyonce, your visibility kind of goes through the roof. So maybe they did know who Jay-Z was uh, and that kind of thing. Um but I felt like when Jay-Z was up there speaking, you know, only the smart people in the room kind of knew what he was talking about. Um, <coughs> most of the people in, in that, they, every time they, they show a shot of the audience, I, I, they were just sitting there like, who was who this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially he's sitting there telling the story about when Barack Obama called him up and was like, yo, I, I need your help to, to finish this thing out. Uh, I need you to go to these couple places you know, and uh, to help close out this campaign, you know, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Jordan, and, and you're gonna be Pippin. And then, you know, when it, and then when 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 uh, Jay was like, sure, yeah, I do it, I got your back, bro. And then it was like, but but nigga, I'm I'm MJ, <laughs> you know, like I, like they didn't know how to handle, like like I mean, that was kind of bold of Jay to even say those words in front of that crowd. But but it's weird, like I said, you know, they showed the, the shot of the audience and the reaction to the line. And of course, only the smart people uh, were laughing at the joke because obviously, you know, if you're white, you can't really be, you know, laughing at nigga jokes and whatnot because, uh, you know, that's scary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? But but it created like a little odd, little weird, uncomfortable moment right there. But it was funny and it was dope. And and, and uh, but as far as the the, the, the artists themselves are concerned, uh, LL Cool J and Jay Z, um, huge fan of LL back in the day. Um, I I think if anybody deserves like one of the highest honors in in music to like all together, I I definitely think you know LL deserves because he's he's done it all and he's 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 spawned uh I mean spanned a bunch of different you know lanes so he's you know he you know like I said white people know who he is and and people who don't listen to rap music kind of know knows who he is and you know and and I'm pretty sure. You know, at least one of his songs I played at at everybody's at every single person's birthday party. I mean, I think just about everybody in America, no matter what their age is, probably done heard of a Cool J song. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the appeal that he had. Um, so, you know, I think it was deserving for for LL because LL was one of the he's he's probably probably the biggest hip hop superstar. I think our genre has has probably. Seen. I don't think this. I don't think that's a, a, a lot that are bigger than LL. LL is like the 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 Hulk Hogan of of hip hop. He's just I, you know he's just like so he's bigger than he's bigger than hip hop. Like I I feel like if anybody can transcend you know hip hop, the first person that, that I would think of would 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 probably be uh, LL Cool J, right? Um, most of the people are kind of right there on the bubble. There's a few, you know, greats that are out there, but but I just think, you know, if I could think of somebody who 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 actually transcended the genre, yeah, I, I you know, I I would definitely say, uh, I would definitely say that would be LL, and I, and I don't even think it's, I don't really think there's a really close second, you know what I mean? So like I said, there there's greats like Rakim, you know, who I, who I feel like is just one of the greatest, Karis one, you know. Uh, they did a lot, uh, but did they ever like really go outside of the, the hip hop bubble? They, they messed around a little bit, but not at the level of LL Cool J. You know what I mean? Not quite. Uh, there was like um, other ones that were just so big, you know, that you you thought they were just gonna be it. But 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 the only one that was mo- that had the most lasting power. That I said they got bigger than hip hop. They got they got actually bigger than the genre. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely say that was LL, right? And then there was Jay, who 
I was not a fan of early. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't a fan of Jay-Z's work early in the game. Uh, I felt like he was a fake and a phony. I felt like, I felt like he, he was spinning yarns. And I felt like, you know, while most of the people, the hip hop music that I was listening to at the time, you know, I mean, come on, it's hip hop music, right? You know, a lot of that stuff ain't real, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, a lot of it ain't real, but, but a lot of it was, was believable. Like when Cube said it, I believed it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when, uh, when, when Fat Joe said it, I believed it. When, you know, when Rakim said it, I believed it. You know, it just, I don't know. It was just when Jay said it, it felt like a Hollywood script to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, just, it did, right? And, um, and I don't know. I just, I could never buy in. I could never completely buy in. But then I had to look past, I look, I started looking past, the the narrative and the, the the narrative style that he had and because there's other people who came along like Tupac and 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 Biggie who 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 told a lot of narrative stuff as well and and that's that's what made my ear kind of change uh, toward uh, what Jay was doing because because you know I heard Jay tell those stories first I heard him tell those stories before Pac and before you know before Big and um and so but they kind of made me like okay well. You know, rappers can tell stories too. This is dope, right? So then I kind of figured out what Jay was about, right? You know, and um, so so as far as his, his contributions to the game, I, you know, listen, I think as far as his music is concerned, yeah, he's definitely like one of the one of the, he a legendary tier. Uh, but I just think his work uh, behind the scenes is definitely what earned him that spot. The business mogul being able to to squeeze, you know, the absolute most out of every dollar he ever came in contact with. Uh, that's kind of what I give him the most the most credit for because, like I said, his his music was good and legendary status. But you know, I, I, Jay Z just I, he barely would be uh, he would he would be top five, but I mean, but he barely he would probably be at five, you know, five or four in my book, barely. So you know, uh, does he deserve? The, I think he definitely deserves the honor because, like I said, he he trend he transformed uh, the whole idea of owning your stuff and, uh, you know, being in control of your stuff. And, and, you know, and that's a big deal now. Like before, you know, hip hop artists was getting, you know, ripped off right and left, uh, signing bogus deals. A lot of dudes that were hot for five minutes back in the day and you never heard of them again. The reason why is because they wouldn't, they didn't have nobody smart enough to really, uh, <coughs> decipher the BS that they were signing and whatnot. So, you know, um, Jay was smarter than that, and you know, we and he took his street savvy into the boardroom, and and turned it into something else. So for that, I give him props. Like I said, it's, 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 it's a music genius. That's not for debate. <laughs> you know, that is that, that to me, I think that's up for debate. Uh, you know, honestly, but um, but definitely uh, props to Jay and LL on their um, Hall of Fame uh, inductions. Uh, I think they both are very, very uh, deserving fellas uh, and that kind of thing. So um, congratulations, LL Cool J and Jay-Z 2021 uh, Hall of Fame inductees. That's that's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, definitely for those guys. I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy and proud of, I'm proud of them. You know, so uh, there's that. Now, the most exciting thing that happened to me over the last nine days has to be the release of Anderson Pack. And uh, Bruno Mars, uh, Silk Sonic, their their collaboration, uh, this album, uh, even with Silk Sonic. Uh, so last year, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, they dropped a single, "Leave the Door Open," and uh, had everybody going absolutely nuts over it, right? Uh, and 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 rightfully so, because in the world of uh, auto-tuned and uh, snap to the grid lyrics and, and everybody's beats sounding the same. Uh, you know, in the era of trap beats and, and auto-tuned tuned up lyrics and, and over-processed R&B guys, um, this was a, for a breath of fresh air, especially for, for a little older cats like myself, right? Like, like it's only so much of that over-processed auto-tuned crap I can deal with. I just, I'm gonna be, I just, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and even... Dudes who had had real skill, like your ushers and your and your and your and your uh, Jaheems and, and and people like that, Jamie Foxes, they they started you know processing their voices because they wanted to 
to keep up with the kids and and and, and all this stuff. And I, I, I don't know, man. I just I just feel like, uh, as far as our music is concerned, uh, I, I think uh, us us as 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 uh, urban people, black people, we needed we need to show a little bit more uh, pride and uh, and protect our 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 legacies when it comes. Like the the, the hip hop is in a, in a weird place right now, you know, and, I, and that's gonna be a whole other podcast for me to dig into that because I y'all want to see me go off about something. <laughs> Ask me about the state of hip hop, and I can talk to you for an hour about that. But it's in a weird place because I think the the, the today's hip hop guys, quote unquote hip hop guys, they they don't they don't respect the the game, and they don't respect the people that came before them. Um, the R and B cats, I think they're untalented. Number one, uh, and two, I think they rely too much on technology, right? And and that's my thing. So then, when I see something like a Silk Sonic, you know, I just I don't know. I can't help but to be impressed, right? Um, sure, it's a little bit of processing. I mean, I know I I'm in audio. I do audio, right? I know I know it's a little. You you do a little something to tighten the, the vocals up a little bit, but you don't you don't hear over processed. Or zero, you hear zero auto tune on Silk Sonic records and stuff like that, and it, and it goes beyond the the vocals. The vocals are top notch. The vocals are un, un, un uncomparable. But what's really the the key to this whole entire thing, the the live in, instrumentation done by these guys, they they play in the, their own instruments and and stuff, and uh, and Anderson on the sticks. Man, I'm gonna tell you, you you, you have to listen to the records. And, and 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 go beyond the the vocals because the vocals stand out. Like I mean, I was, the vocals are great, but uh, you have to listen to the instrumentation and particularly the percussion. Uh, Anderson Pack on like I've listened to him play on on Malibu and and, and Ventura and, and and a bunch of Oxnard and a bunch of different albums and things that he's worked on. I've listened to him play. Never doubted the man's skill ever in my life, but I've never heard him play. Or do the things on on those drums like he does on the Silk Sonic album. It, it, you have to listen to it. it. It is it is it is utterly unbelievable, right? Then of course you have this weird this weird seventies uh, old school vibe that is so modern that you would never mistake it for a song that was made back in that time frame. But it reminds you of that, you know. Like I give people this 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 uh, this um, example all the time about uh, Bruno Mars. A couple of years ago, dropped that song finesse, right? And yeah, it's a little pop song or whatever. And what a lot of people didn't realize, and you know, because young people don't they don't know because they went around for this, is that the first time I heard that song, that song automatically transported me back to 1997. Because of his new Jack swing vibe, and and Bruno nailed it. Like the in- intricacies of creating a track like that in the first place, it, it, you know, I just don't think it can be done today. But it was he done it right, and and you know, so you can put that track up against an authentic Teddy uh, 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 Teddy track from back in the day, uh, or or somebody like that. Um, and it sounds exactly, you know, it sounds exactly the same. And 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 he, Bruno Mars just has this, this this skill or this gift to to recreate uh, a, a time period. He 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 just has that gift. And then and then and then Anderson has this very unique, uh, super unique voice that just doesn't sound like like anything I've ever heard before in my life. Um, and then and then his superb. You know skills on the drums and the and uh, and and Bruno's uh, penchant for writing the most like like ridiculous like catchy lyrics like it all came together in this weird uh, magical thirty one minutes of just pure audio bliss. If you haven't listened to it, you kind of have to, right? Um, so I just praised it. As, as much as I could possibly praise it, because it is that good. But I, I came across this post though uh, from as an article from the Washington Post, and I, you know, and we'll we'll wrap the the podcast up on this because I was reading this and I just I could not I could not understand uh, where where this was coming from. Right? Okay, so we're breaking that for you. The Washington Post. Here's the uh, here's the article. Right. <clears throat> 
It's on the the WashingtonPost.com. Uh, it says, uh, headline, Silk Sonic get on a nostalgic soul train that's too sleek and too sanitized, right? Let me say that one more time. Silk Sonic gets on a nostalgic soul train that's too sleek and too sanitized. Okay, so that caught my attention. I was like, wow, really? Okay. <clears throat> so maybe they're talking um, about the fact that, like I said earlier, it has this vintage sound, but it's but it, it definitely you definitely would confuse it for 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 vintage music. Maybe that's what they mean. So let's get into it, right? So this article is written by this guy named Chris Richards. He's a pop music critic. Um, that's what it says here. That's his title, and this is what he says: If you miss Silk Sonic at the Grammys in March or on the cover of Rolling Stone in August, <clears throat> here's the rumpus. Pop superstar Bruno Mars, 36, and singer-rapper Anderson Pack, 35, were born too late to catch the quote-unquote soul train in his prime, so they decided to make a, quote, 70s-like funk album for people who understand Halloween only as a sexual opportunity. <laughs> take, take, take that in for a second, right? That, that whole thing right there is so weird. Like, where, where, how did, where did he get this from? Right, okay. He go look. It gets worse. Okay, it, it gets it gets it gets worse. Uh, <clears throat> he goes on to say, the album and evening with Silk Sonic is thirty one minutes of make believe fun. The duo forging a zesty and meaningless horniness out of borrowed memories. There's a lot of dripping bass, lots of groaning organ, lots of guitars that go chick chicka wah wah. Vocally, the vision of labor is pretty straightforward. Pac rasps through his verse with unrelenting wink, wink. Mars soars through the, the refrains. You can hear it best during Fly As Me, a song that aims to create a lusty swirl of James Brown, Curtis Mayfield, and Sly Stone, but ends up sounding like a bunch of Target and Old Navy commercials trying to fill each other up. Now, <clears throat> okay, so this is what I, I listen, that's pretty scathing. Like, I, I, you know, everybody who I've talked to about this record they absolutely love it. They feel the same way I do. Um, now, I do remember a few months, uh, about a month or so ago, uh, Silk Sonic released, released their second single, right? It's called Skate. Uh, so after, you know, they, they hit us for a year. They they rock, leave the door open for like a year. It was it was a nice ballad. Everybody, the ladies loved it. It was great. Um, then they released the song Skate, which, you know, when when me and my wife listened to it for the first time, she was like, I don't know. This one don't hit the same way as, as the first one, right? And then this is this is what my reaction was. I was like, you know, it kind of does sound like a commercial. You know what I mean? So so now that one I, I can kind of agree with, right? But then but then but then again, like I, I was telling my wife again after the, the album came out and I listened to the body of work as a collective, the song Skate Now, I, I feel differently about it because it's in context with the rest of the the rest of the work, and 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 now I know its position and 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 why it sounds the way it sounds and, and so on and so forth. Now, when it was just released, I got it a blue. That is definitely the reaction that I had, but I didn't get that on Fly as Me though. Um, I got it on got it on Skate right. Uh, the last one I want to check out. He was like, "Look, he said the only the only genuinely freaky thing about this music is inherent weirdness that comes with watching people try to reanimate an era." that they didn't live through. What's up with that? Nostalgia signifies an achy yearning for the past, and this isn't it. Silk Sonic only cares about the fastest route to pleasure, so maybe it's this. When you're playing with pieces of Frozen yesterday, you can edit things down so you're only dealing with the fun parts. The same way a Renaissance Fair has turkey drumsticks, courses, axe-throwing, and no decentry. Wow, man, that is, that, is, that is a pretty deep dig. And I don't know, man, like, so, you know, reading the article again as I'm, you know, recording this, this podcast. Maybe he feel like they, they're too young to know. And like I said, in the beginning, like I said, when I first started this, talking about this, it, it's, it's Bruno Mars's like ability to be able to capture an, an era. He, he just, he just really good at it. I mean, does that, just because he wasn't born in the seventies, does that disqualify him from, liking and studying and 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 being immersed in 70s soul music right you know 
uh, you know, I was born in the very late 70s. Didn't really listen to, like, I didn't grow up listening to a whole lot of 70s music. But the thing is, when I started listening to hip-hop music, which sampled a lot of 70s music, it made me go back and listen to a bunch of old 70s music. Maybe that's something that happened with um, with Bruno Mars. Now, listen, Bruno has always been uh, called the culture vulture. And they were saying, like, you know, stuff like Uptown Funk and and, uh, and Finesse was, like, him stealing different things from from, from different people. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't agree with that. I, I feel like he's a very uh, observant and a person that can just feel when something feels good and, and has an uncanny ability to be able to recreate it. I don't know about the culture of what your stuff. I, I believe it to you guys to, to decide that uh, I, I, will, I will, I will leave it for you guys to, to think about and, and think about this article here, which is pretty much breaking down the the record as, as a fake and phony uh, pretty much saying it's two dudes, two babies playing and stepping in their mommy and daddy's shoes, right? It's like, you know, one wearing mommy's pumps and the other one's wearing daddy's necktie, right? That's what they're making it making it out to be, you know. And um and sonically it just it didn't sound like that to me. It sounded super authentic to me. It sounded like that it sounded like two dudes that put a lot of work in uh for the record. Uh it sounded like dudes who 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 was working the midnight oil trying to get those bass licks and and, and, and those those stick grooves just right. Uh, so I don't know. It's you know, like I said, that, that's, this article had me feeling weird. But um, but that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I wanted to I wanted to see how you guys felt about it. So um, so you guys take that and uh, let me know what you, what you guys think about number one the Silk Sonic record and um, what you think about this this um, this. This this article, I will post this article in the the show notes so you guys can take a read at it because it's, it's pretty interesting the way this guy is breaking this stuff down, you know. But um, and then let me know how you, if you guys agree or disagree with, with what this guy is saying or agree or disagree with the way I described the record when I heard it, right? Um, so it should be some fun for you guys to do. In the meantime, I will <laughs> I will leave you guys with this little piece of homework as well. If there's two tracks that I need you guys to listen to. And then when we come back here and reconvene in a couple weeks, you guys can let me know on the social medias what y'all thought. I need you to go and listen to Maxwell's newest record called Off. It's uh, it's a little bit different from what we used to Maxwell doing. And then I need you to take a look at this hidden gem that's on the Shang-Chi, that Marvel Kung Fu flip. Uh, the end credits, there's a song by Anderson Pack called Fire in the Sky. Look that one up on on uh, Spotify. Tell me what you guys think about that record. I thought it was amazing, right? Um, but other than that, that's going to be my show for my comeback uh, debut, re-debut of the BQW. I hope you guys enjoyed everything. I, like I said, I enjoy talking about these things. These things are the things that I like to talk about, music, uh, pop culture, you know, you know, tech, I, 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 I talk about it all here. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and next, and next time we get together, man, hopefully we have some really cool things to talk about, uh, and that kind of thing. Again, uh, if you guys enjoy, enjoy the podcast and, and everything about it, or whatever you, you, maybe you didn't like something about it, just let me know, uh, in the, either the, the, the review on, on iTunes or in the comment sections of Facebook or YouTube, uh, or whatever. Just let me know. And if you did like it, man, like it, thumbs up, subscribe, share it with people, let everybody know what's going on. And again, I am your boy. Big Q for Big Q's World. And this is the BQW Podcast. And uh I'm out of here, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Peace.
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.